Hi guys, my name is Kenny Dusso, and this is the Elite Development Podcast. The goal of this show is documenting my journey as a coach, things I see in the industry, of mistakes I see athletes make, things that I know you need to avoid. So basically, my goal is to help athletes avoid the difficult pitfalls of the world of elite performance sport and to help them reach their true potential. So if you are an up-and-coming athlete that is trying to build the career of your dreams, make sure you're following along this show. Make sure you go subscribe on the YouTube channel, on the podcast, and everywhere else you can. And now, let's get to the episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast, the number one show for athletes looking to gain an edge on their opponents and build their dream careers in sport. I'm your host, Kenny Dusso, and today we are talking about how you do not you cannot only run for conditioning. Now, the big thing that I want to really reinforce with this is, guys, I'm not saying this to just be an asshole. This is based off of education. This is based off of learning sports science. This is based off of more time doing this job. And people get into this very defensive mindset of, coaches and athletes alike when I talk about this topic and I understand it. I understand why. So we're going to go through a little bit of the mindset of as to why people feel like all they need to do is run and into the reason why that's not true. Now let's get into it. So when I talk to athletes about running, when I talk to athletes about, you know, changing up their conditioning, not just going for more runs to get better conditioning, the main things that I hear a lot of coaches say or a lot of athletes say, uh, main thing I hear a lot of athletes say, they start with, well, you know, my boxing coach or my MMA coach or my whatever, the insert sport here coach told me that, you know, running is the best way to do it. And I understand if you decide, you know, hey, the, you know, my coach is telling me that I should go around all the time. So I'm going to listen to my coach. I understand why you listen to your coach and why you might think that what I'm saying is incorrect. But what you've got to understand is you've got to figure out where your coach got that information. Because if your coach is telling you to run all the time, but that's just because his coach or her coach told him or her to run all the time, whose coach told them to run all the time, whose coach told them to run all the time, the information is not coming from anywhere legit. And the other thing is, Athletes start going for runs and they start seeing improvements in their gas tank. So they think, well, you know, it's that's gold. My coach is telling me to do it. I'm seeing some improvements. I've got my answer. This guy's an idiot telling me that I should do things other than running. And again, I understand that because you're seeing some results. So you don't understand that there's so many more results that you could be seeing. So the other thing as well that I'll hear a lot is, you know, oh, you don't just run for cardio, you run for mental toughness. Guys, you know what else you do for mental toughness as a fighter? Spar, drill, fight. Like, you don't need running for mental toughness. And if it's something that you like to do, I'm not sitting here telling you not to do it either. That's one thing I really want to reinforce before people start flipping out. I'm not sitting here telling you not to do it. If you love running, go fucking running. Knock yourself out. But understand if you truly want to get the best conditioning results possible, that is not your answer. And that is the main thing we're trying to get across here. And the final thing that I hear from a lot of people when I talk about this is what about and then insert basically any name of any fighter that's had any level of success whatsoever. 
they run and they're great. Now, couple of things on that. If you're naming an athlete saying, well, you know, they do this in their training, so everybody has to do it, right away, your argument is incorrect. Because a lot of athletes do a lot of things that are really bad for them, but they also train really hard, push themselves, do this, do that, whatever, that allows them to continue to see success anyway. And again, not saying that running is bad for you, but the argument of, well, Floyd Mayweather went running a lot and he was the greatest boxer of all time. Floyd Mayweather was not the greatest boxer of all time because he went for lots of runs. Floyd Mayweather was the greatest boxer of all time because he was born into a boxing family, had a pair of gloves strapped on him probably before he could fucking walk and literally lived and breathed it his whole entire life. If you're picking up boxing at 18 years old, you shouldn't be trying to say, well, what did Floyd do? I've got to do that because you're very, very late to the game compared to him. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot more factors that lead to someone succeeding other than one piece of conditioning. But that being said, why would you not want to improve something that's going to allow you to put less impact for your body and get better results in your path to becoming a highly successful athlete? Seems like a pretty big win-win, but if you're not convinced yet, let's get into why. Now, the first thing I want to say about that is, number one, running is going to help your cardio. If you go for runs instead of doing no cardio at all, your cardio will improve. So when I say this is not the ultimate way to condition for combat sports, I'm not saying this is the worst thing you could ever do for yourself. And if you run, you're going to die and bust out your knees. No. There is something to be said if you are doing too much running that is going to have negative impacts on your joints, which in turn will have negative impacts on your ability to perform in the sport. But it is not as simple as you perform this action, bad things will happen. Now, so yes, it will help your cardio. But the goal, if you are trying to reach high levels in your sport, is not help my cardio the goal if you're trying to reach high levels in my in your sport is get the best possible result in the least amount of time that is going to allow me to put the best version of me back into competition each and every time is that fair so that being said let's talk about why the that the running that you're doing is not the ultimate way to get there number one the body has three energy systems and if you've followed me for more than 18 seconds, you've heard me talk about this probably at least once. And in order to get the proper blend of conditioning coming back to your sport, you need a proper blend of all three of those energy systems. Now, a sport like MMA or really any combat sport is a very large mix of the three systems. Whereas like a 100 meter sprint, you need that first system. You really just need to explode as hard as you can for 10 seconds depending on how fast you are and then that's it whereas in a fight you need to be able to keep a steady pace you need to be able to explode you need to be able to recover from the explosive efforts you need to be able to move around and keep the pace going for 15 minutes and what a lot of people think is you know if i can run for an hour i can fight for 15 minutes but again the pace that you're running when you're going for an hour way, way, way slower than the pace that you're going to be fighting at. And as a result, what you're teaching your body to do is regenerate energy at a slower rate. You're teaching that system in your body to operate at the speed 
that you're running at. Whereas if you can work that same aerobic system, that longer duration, lower intensity system at a higher pace, closer to the actual durations of the fight that you're going to need, you're teaching that system to operate faster. And because you're teaching that system to operate faster, you're going to get more out of it. Now, on top of that, you can't just hit that aerobic system, just do, you know, longer distances, uh, longer distances at slower paces and expect that that's going to do the job. Because like we talked about a minute ago, fights are fast, they're explosive, and you've got to be able to repeat those fast explosive efforts over time. So your conditioning has to reflect that too. Explosive efforts for shorter durations, trying to reach maximum intensity, followed by complete rest. And I was talking about that in the workshop I'm running this morning. I talked about how when you're training your anaerobic alactic system, so that's like your 100% intensity, Oftentimes, you can do that with sets of 7 to 10 seconds of work. And people think 7 to 10 seconds, there's no way that's enough. But what you've got to understand is the goal of conditioning is to match the energy demands of their sport. The goal of conditioning is not to have you go exactly for the duration of the rounds of your sport. The goal of conditioning is to match the energy demands within those rounds. And so by doing something like an anaerobic galactic circuit where you're working for seven to 10 seconds and resting for a minute and a half to two minutes, people think they're not doing enough work. But what you, realize, what you don't realize is you're improving your body's ability to be explosive. So every time you jump in to throw that hard combination trying to finish your opponent, you're using that anaerobic alactic system, that system that has 10 to 12 seconds of max effort before it starts to fade off. So by training it effectively, you're training yourself to be more efficient when you explode, but you're also training yourself to recover faster from those explosive efforts. Whereas if you're conditioning yourself only with longer duration paced work, like the rounds require of you, then whenever you explode like that within the round and you try to finish the opponent and anything like that, that anaerobic elastic energy is going to fade off fast and you haven't taught your body how to replenish it faster. So again, can you do this with a sprint? Yes. But the main point there is on top of sprinting, why not add different things in? Because people think, you know, that's the other, one other common thing that I hear when I talk about running is, well, sprinting is running too. And yeah, that is absolutely true. But Every time you take a step while you run, you're putting your body weight and quite a lot more force other than just your body weight through your joints and your lower body. So your hip, your knees, your ankles are all taking a lot of impact with every step you take. And on top of the runs, while you're sparring, while you're drilling, while you're doing all those things, there's a lot of impact going through your body. So why would you not want to take your conditioning sessions and say, hey, my body's going through a lot in my week already with sparring with, you know, all the other training I'm doing. Why not take your conditioning sessions, make them physically easier on your body, but still get the same, if not better, conditioning adaptations that you're looking for. See what I'm saying? So again, if you prefer running and that's the thing where you're just like, no, it just feels better for me. Like you do you. I'm not trying to tell anyone not to do it. What I really want to get across and what I really want to help you understand is that running is not 
the, this great method that everybody seems to think it is. And I'm going to talk about a couple more, uh, a couple more common myths or common mistakes that I hear coaches and athletes make when it comes to this stuff. And then we'll get into the mindset shift you need in order to actually get the most out of your training. So when I talk to a lot of athletes about this, again, they point to old examples. So one, <laughs> one that made me laugh a lot is I had an athlete tell me one time when I test when I, I posted a reel about how running is not the ultimate conditioning for combat sports. And I swear to you, this person was not joking. He said, but what about David Goggins? David Goggins has the absolute, you know, greatest cardio. He's got better cardio than all these fighters, and he runs all the time. So a couple of things to unpack with something like that. First of all, if you're using an example to try to tell someone that they're wrong, use an example that has literally maybe even something to do with what you're telling the person they're wrong about. David Goggins is not a combat sports athlete. And don't get me wrong, David Goggins is a badass, and I fucking love listening to his stuff. I love the mindset. I love everything about that dude. But first of all, he's not a combat sports athlete, so you don't know that the endurance he has would translate to a better gas tank in combat sports. You know that he has the endurance to be able to go run for long, 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 long times. The other thing about David Goggins, if you have not read his books or listened to the audiobooks, I highly, highly, highly recommend it because the mindset stuff that that dude talks about is insane. But the other thing with him, if you have read his books, you know how fucked up his body is from all that running. I just finished his book, Never Finished, and he talks about you know, basically destroying the shit out of his knees. He's got bad knees, ankles problems in his hips he stretches for two hours every single day and you know he's had so many issues like he tells you in his book don't try to be like me so terrible example even though david goggins is an absolute savage and a badass and i love everything about listening to that dude your goal as an athlete is not to be a guy like david goggins because that is an entirely different demand than what you're looking for the other thing I hear is about guys like Mike Tyson. You know, one example that I've been, I've had thrown at me a couple times. Well, Mike Tyson credits his mindset and his mental toughness to, you know, those 10 kilometer runs in the Las Vegas sun. And yeah, that's going to be a very hard thing to do. But guys, I hate to break it to you. Mike Tyson was not the savage that he was because he went for runs in the Las Vegas sun. He just wasn't did it help sure but mike mike tyson was a savage from the day he was fucking born if you've read anything about his story either that dude was mentally tough because he had to be and like were those runs hard and did they push him yes absolutely were they the reason that he succeeded in his sport absolutely fucking not so you've got to get out of your head that because you've got an example of someone who did something a certain way in the past, that that's just the way that everyone has to do it. And you've got to get out of your head that just because your coach said this is the right conditioning, that that is definitely the right conditioning. Because, you know, the thing is, again, and I say this to my athletes all the time, if your coach, if your skills coach is trying to teach you about conditioning, do they understand the sport? Absolutely. 
But the whole time that that skills coach is learning the skills and developing the skills and learning how to teach the skills, conditioning coaches like myself are learning conditioning and are learning how to develop conditioning and are learning how to teach conditioning. And I tell this to my athletes all the time. If you ever walk into the gym and I'm trying to teach you how to better throw your leg kick or better throw your jab, get out of my gym and don't come back because I've lost my fucking mind because that's not my niche. Can I see something and understand the game from, you know, being on the outside? Absolutely. Am I the one who should be coaching that area of the game? Absolutely fucking not. So I tell my guys all the time, the reason you listen to conditioning coaches for conditioning is because that is what they study. But if I was to start coaching the skill side of the game, people would think I was crazy, rightfully so. But yet they don't blink when the skills coaches think they understand the most about conditioning. And some of them will. There will be some people who have decent understanding of both sides. But you've got to understand that understanding the skills behind a game and actually understanding how to condition to be able to implement those skills at the highest possible level are two very, very, very different forms of education. So you've got to figure out which person you're listening to and if they're actually the right person to listen to to get the results you're looking for. Now, finally, the mindset shift that you all need to be making if you want to see the highest level results come back to your sport. Instead of just thinking about working hard, think about getting the best result. So, so many people get stuck in the trap of it's not a good workout unless you're crawling out of the gym or unless you're puking by the end or anything like that. And guys, that's just bullshit. Because, yes, is pushing yourself hard important? Of course. But the goal of training is to be successful when you compete. I'm going to say that one more time. The goal of training is to be successful when you compete. And if you're not able to get through your training sessions because you're, going, you're redlining yourself, you're going balls to the wall every single day, then what's going to start to happen is your body's going to start to break down. And if your body starts breaking down, you can play in all the hours you want, but if you can't compete at your best because your body is bruised and broken and beaten down, then all those hours didn't do anything for you. And again, this isn't to say that hard work isn't important. This isn't to say that you shouldn't push yourself, but you've got to understand that proper training is a mix of the hard sessions, the recovery sessions, the recovery that you're doing outside of training. Explosive power work, speed work, conditioning to go the distance. Like there's so many other elements. So if all you're thinking about is how hard can I go before I drop, that's one piece of a very, very large puzzle. And you need to understand that there's more information out there that you need if you actually want to see success. <sighs> so guys, that is it. That is all. I hope you guys got something out of that. I hope you learned something. If you're here live, drop me a comment and tell me what you were able to take away from that. If you're listening back to this on the podcast later, I would love to know your takeaways as well. Shoot me a message across any of my social media platforms, and I would love to chat more about it. So, guys, I hope you all have a fantastic rest of your day. I appreciate you all for tuning in, and I will catch you on the next episode.
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast. Now remember, information without execution is useless. So take what you learned in the show today and go figure out how you can apply it to your career to start making progress right away. My one ask of you is share the show around. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're following on all the social media platforms. The links on how to do that will be in the show notes below. And in turn, have a great day. And I can't wait to see you on the next episode.